Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. We are live. Let's do it. All right, this, this marks what, like the thousandth interview, or are we just 999 for you, Clayton? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, been through a few. This is number one. But <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we're super excited, super excited to have you here. And uh, we're in the Lakeshore building, uh, laying down some family history. So wherever you are in the world today listening to this, uh, we're sending our love. And uh, we've got a great interview for you. Um, we're going to dive into your mission we're going to dive into a little about, uh, you know, growing up here in Lakeshore and Genola, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, dive into some, some spiritual things and, and hopefully have some fun. Deal? Yeah, sounds awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, how long have you been home from, from full-time service in the mission field? So I just recently... Crossed over two months, so I've been home for two months and a couple of days now. Okay. And, yeah. and and remind everybody who's listening where you served. Yeah, so I just got back from the Ecuador Guayaquil North Mission, okay. and it was an amazing time. I mean, the people down there are incredible. They have so much love, and they're so humble and so willing to help out. And so I really learned a ton from my time down there and just being around all those amazing people. What did you know about Ecuador before you left on your mission? Uh, before receiving my call, I knew absolutely nothing. Could you have spelled the word Ecuador? I probably couldn't have. <laughs> like, I knew very few and like literally nothing about it. I didn't even know exactly where it was on the map. I wasn't 100% sure. I knew it was somewhere in South America, but I was very uninformed when it came to Ecuador beforehand. Hmm. You'll never go back. It'll always be one of the most important places in the world to you. Oh, yeah. It's true. So, Gaya, what mission name was Guayaquil? Yeah, Guayaquil. Guayaquil. Where is that in Ecuador? So, it's the second biggest city in Ecuador. So Well, it's actually the biggest city, but Quito is the capital. Mm-hmm. But in terms of people, it's the biggest city. And, yeah, it's kind of funny, though, because... Even though my mission was called Guayaquil, I actually never served in Guayaquil. I was just in all of the, the cities around it, mm-hmm. but it's awesome. That's great. And where is, where is that on the map? So I'm familiar with Quito, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a, one of my good friends served in, in Quito. But where is your mission in compared to the capital? North, south, east, west? Yeah, so it's about eight, or no, let's see. It's about a 12-hour drive south of Quito. Okay. So it's kind of right in the, on the farther, farther southern part of Ecuador okay. down there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive into a bunch of mission stuff today. But first, let's go back before you ever got into the mission field. Uh, you, you grew up in originally Genola, right? Yeah. Your family was in Genola. How old were you when you moved uh, to Lakeshore? I was around 13, 14 years old when I moved to Lakeshore. Okay. How was that moving from, I mean, obviously you've been in Genola your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Was that hard when you guys, when you moved here or was that? 
Easy. Uh, Were you looking forward to it? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of mixed emotions. I was excited to, you know, see like, I mean, I didn't move too far away, but I was excited to live in a new place. And I mean, it was definitely hard as well, leaving behind all my old friends, you know, all of the relationships that I had built back there. But there was definitely a part of me that was super excited to meet new people and to build these new relationships. And it's been really good because moving to Lakeshore is such an amazing place. And there's such a good culture and unity in the ward and just in the community in general. So it's been good. I know that uh, when we did Trey's uh, interview, he talked about uh, his core of friends that, that he really hung with throughout high school. And uh, even they all made commitments that we're all going on missions, right? I can't remember how many it was, five or six of them. Uh, did you kind of continue with your core of friends and hang out with them? Or did you kind of start over? Or did you do both? Or what was that like? Uh yeah, so a little bit of both starting out. I had a group of friends that I would drive out to Genola still and hang out with them sometimes. But really, as I went to get went through life, I found that, you know, my original group of friends that I had weren't like the best best example for me in my life. Mm. And so it was actually really interesting going through that whole process because out of all of my friends, that I originally had growing up, I think I was the only one who actually served a mission. And so it's, it was really a cool experience kind of seeing both sides of that to, you know, hang out with all those people who are still amazing people. I love them to of death. Of course. But, you know, just have these different perspectives in life. And then to find a friend group whose perspectives in life was the gospel and how important it is. And so I learned a ton through both of them, through, and really I learned a ton of how important these values are and with your friends and just in your life in general. Was there, was there like a particular, like how did that happen, Clayton? Like was it, like there was an experience where it kind of divided, right? Divided the Red Sea or you had to divide, you had to choose path A or path B or did it just kind of happen naturally? Yeah, so it actually, it was a pretty big moment in my life that really like switched, switched over. Because when I was growing up, I was kind of unsure about a lot of things. I really was unsure with my relationship with God and about, you know, just what I was here to do, why I was on earth. And I just found myself not very happy going through life, just kind of going through the motions. And I remember I was talking with one of my wrestling coaches and he was just, he was sitting down talking with me and a couple of my buddies and he kind of shared his testimony, which was really cool of him, especially like just, it meant a lot to me in that moment. And so he shared his testimony with me and he talked about the love that God has for each one of us. And I remember after that moment, I kind of was just thinking in my head a little bit, like, you know, is, is that true? Does God truly love me? Does he know me individually? Does he have a plan for me? Because at that moment, I was just kind of going through life and whatever happened, happened. And so I remember I was outside doing chores, just watering the animals, and I kind of was just thinking about that. And I said a little prayer out loud, and I kind of just asked God if he was there for me. 
And I remember the spirit I felt so strongly in that moment. And I knew from that experience, I knew that God was here for me and that he did have a plan. And so from that moment, I was trying to, you know, fix, fix my life a little, choose the path that God had for me. And from that moment, I just, I started spending less times in those bad environments and mm. was seeking for those spots where I could, you know, draw closer to God and build that relationship with him. Stand in holy places. Yeah. While you're watering the animals. Yep. <laughs> That's such a cool experience. How old, how old were you? Uh, in that moment, I was about 17. Junior? Senior? Yeah, junior. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing. That was powerful. Um, so you talked about animals. Like, are, are you an animal guy? Yeah, I, I love the animals. I love all of the lessons that, you know, they're you can learn through the animals as well. I think just the culture of like the farm life is so incredible because it teaches you responsibility. It teaches you to, you know, take care of the things you love. It teaches you to work and builds those good habits and good life lessons while you're young. And that is something that has really helped me throughout my life. And so I love the animals, although I don't like do as much as some of my family and some of my friends with the animals, but I love taking care of them and I love just being around this culture. Well, you got chore duty. Yeah, I, right? I definitely have chore duty. <laughs> you might not ride. You guys have horses, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know some of our kids ride more than others, but you all, they all have to work, right? It's true. I'm sure there are days that you probably weren't praying, you know, because you were out doing the animals, you were probably not very happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely some days when it's cold outside and you just wish you could stay in, but that's what makes it great is doing things you don't want to do and learning from it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what do you do for fun? Like what, what, you know, when you have free time, yeah. like what fills your cup outside of spiritual things, mm-hmm. right? And like Nephi said, all things temporal are spiritual. So, but, but outside of going to the temple, outside of preaching the gospel, like what, what do you love to do? Yeah, so growing up, I mean, I talked a little bit about my wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved wrestling. Throughout high school, throughout my whole life, it, was, it played a huge factor in my life. And so I love wrestling. All, I love sports in general, all the things that you can do and learn and it's just a good time where you can go and hang out with your friends do an activity together and just make great memories so I love sports and then I also love doing just anything outdoors is just it's always great hiking I recently am trying to get into skiing a little bit more and I went a couple times and I love skiing so Mm. that is something that I definitely want to continue getting getting into and continue learning how to ski and just, yeah, just doing a bunch of activities, just on my feet and going. Awesome. I noticed you said skiing as opposed to snowboarding. Was there a reason? <laughs> well, I've just barely started skiing, and okay. I've never really been snowboarding. So just the lack of trying snowboarding for that, I don't know. I watched my brother snowboard, and huh? 
you know, he's always, we're always waiting for him to put on his snowboard after he gets off the lift, so I don't know. <laughs> you just like skiing off the lift and, get, and getting to work yeah. instead of having to strap down. Yeah, it's a lot quicker. You don't have to be waiting. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Talk about wrestling. You said that's such a big deal. Uh, it made an impression on your life. When did you start wrestling? Um, so I started when I was young, probably like five years old. So I stuck with wrestling throughout my whole life. I think there was one year where I didn't wrestle because I wanted to try out basketball. Mm-hmm. Found out that I didn't really like basketball as much <laughs> as wrestling. But So I switched back over to wrestling and stayed with it throughout my whole life. Shooting at somebody's feet in basketball is highly frowned upon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's not as much, not as much, you know, contact of a sport where it's, I really love wrestling and, you know, wearing myself out and yeah. wrestling through it. But it's good fun playing basketball, but in comparison, you know, wrestling has just a little better for me. Awesome. You practice on your brothers? Uh, I mean, there is every now and again where we get in a couple matches, but not too much. Who's, who's the best wrestler in your family? I mean, I've, I wrestled throughout my whole life, so I think I'd have to say myself. But. Could you take any of them down? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would say so. <laughs> I hope they're listening to this. <laughs> I hope this becomes some more family fun when they listen. Awesome. So five years old, that's pretty young. Yeah. And you wrestled all through high school. Oh, well, all the way up through in graduation high school. Yep. What are some of the things that you learned from wrestling? I think it was, the biggest thing is just a work, work ethic. I think... Through wrestling, I mean, if you put in the time, if you're training, you're practicing, you're going to do better. And I think that's the same with any sport. I think it just teaches you the importance of working hard. And I, there's a saying that I love It's in wrestling. It's either you're the hammer or the nail. So, I mean, you're either getting beat up on or you're beaten up. <laughs> and I love that mindset because, you know, if you, if you want to get out of the bad position, you just got to push through it. You got to be the hammer. You can't just be beaten upon you gotta you know go out there and you gotta take care of the situation which i i think is a great life lesson for anyone to be able to learn absolutely absolutely uh i i'm guessing that you experienced the joys of winning and and sometimes you know the opposite you know the frustration of losing what what's what's something i mean do you remember anything about that uh yeah i remember wrestling in the state finals I was really excited to go into it and really nervous as well. And I remember the match just didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And it's cool to see, like, in that moment, I learned how to bounce back from, like, losses and from afflictions that I faced because I wasn't really, I was pretty upset about the match, not, not too happy. I remember sitting under the bleachers for a good amount of time just, kind of beating myself up, wishing I would have just stayed in better position, have a better match. But I love that after that moment and through sports, you know, it doesn't end there. You can continue on. So I was able to wrestle in some couple, a couple tournaments after that that I did really well in, some national tournaments. Mm-hmm. And so it was just cool to see how, you know, one moment in your life doesn't define you. If you wrestle a bad match, you can keep going forward. And you can wrestle good in the future. Just because you did bad once doesn't mean you have to live with that loss. 
And I think that relates over to life a lot as well. Like if you have a bad moment in your life, if you, you're going through some tough times, you know, that doesn't define your whole life. You can keep moving through that and you're able to find that joy once again and you're able to have some of those wins after that big loss. Absolutely. I think a great saying for those who love to compete is win or learn, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You win or you learn. And nobody who has succeeded in sports or competition has ever only succeeded. It's true. Like, you, it, it, that just doesn't happen. You have to... You have to lose so that you can find out how what you can learn so you can go back and win, right? Yeah. Talk about... Wrestling is a pretty physical sport, right? So you got the training on the physical side. What about the mental side? Like, what did you learn about... about what did Clayton learn about Clayton from an internal standpoint? I'm not talking about the brawn and the muscle and the hammer physically, yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, it teaches you to just keep going past breaking points. You know, moments where you think you can't do it anymore, like, I'm tired, I can't keep going. Through wrestling and through facing those moments, you know, you just learn how to keep going even when you don't feel like going, which I, is super mental in that moment. I mean, there's, I've heard my coaches talk a lot about the first period the person wins it with the most technique. The second period, the person wins it with the most conditioning. And the third period, the person wins it who's the most mentally strong. And so just it's just constantly is helping you to learn how to be mentally stronger, how to push past your breaking points, and how to you know accomplish and get the results that you want to get. Hmm. Powerful, powerful. Um, in the Doctrine of Covenants, we're taught, it, it reads that every person has a gift. Every, every man, right? Every woman, every child is given a gift. At least one, right? Mm-hmm. Talents, we might call them. What are some of your gifts? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, I think one of the gifts I've been given is... And something that I'm obviously still working on trying to perfect is just being able to love some of the people who need loving. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to, I just, in my mission, I really loved being with companions who, you know, were struggling or having a hard time. Mm. And I think that is one of the gifts that the Lord has blessed me with, was being able to you know, help those people who are struggling, going through a tough time, who needs loving. And obviously, I mean, it's still a talent that I need to work on a ton because I'm nowhere near perfect on that. There's still many times where I'm thinking about myself, but I think that is, it's something that I've been giving and something that the Lord is going to continue helping me to learn and to grow on. So would you say you were pretty patient with your companions? Is that... I definitely tried to be. I mean, yeah, I definitely I mean, no wasn't perfect, perfect, but I would, yeah, I would try to be patient and try to help them through whatever they were facing. I mean, can you tell us an experience? Because that, that's a challenging thing as a missionary. Some missionaries get out in the field and they feel like, hey, we're here to do the work, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, I'm ready to go. Let's pull. Let's, you know, I'm an ox. Let's pull this, this wagon. And 
You might look to your right and your companion doesn't feel that way. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe something's going on at home. Maybe they're faith. You know, they're having a uh, one of those faith moments, right? They're trying to find themselves. Like, how did you deal with that? Um, I really loved my mission president for this and just the focus that he had because where, like, I feel like a lot of times in the mission you're just focused about like doing the work and doing all of that stuff, which is the focus and what you should be focusing on. But he had a huge focus on your companion as well. That, you know, if your companion isn't doing well, you're not going to be doing well as a missionary. You can't do anything by yourself, which is what I love about the gospel and what it teaches you all the time is to work together, to be one. And so I think just, I found that while I was focusing on my companion, while I was trying to help him, it was in those moments that the work was actually by far the best for me, that I was able to help the most people. And so I think while, you know, a lot of people tend to get in that mindset that we got to go out, we got to find all these people, I think if you focus on your companion, then the Lord's going to help you find those people that you need to find together as a companionship and that you're going to be able to fill the Holy Ghost more and find those people who are truly looking for the gospel. Can you think of an experience where this you would like that happen? Uh, yeah, so I was, there is a time where I was in a sector with a companion who was just going through a hard time. He had just, he had just gotten out of his training and he, you know, he was just struggling. He spent a couple weeks with the assistants and then on the new transfers, me and him were put together and we started to go to work. And my focus, we were just whitewashed into a new area. So my focus wasn't as much of, you know, trying to find a bunch of people and help them all get baptized. My focus was helping this missionary to get in a good place and to really start enjoying the mission. And so that was my focus the whole time. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.